0: How much is all those people's time worth, you know? Collectively. Meetings are freaking expensive for companies when you figure it out that way. And if we don't have something to talk about, you better be damn sure we're gonna cancel it. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated
1: creatives. My name's Charlie, and I'm Femke and welcome back to the show. We took a little two-week break there. Um, I went camping, it was very nice, uh, but we're back now. And I want to talk in this episode a little bit about creating focus time, particularly at work. I think we've talked in the past a bit about, you know, creating focus when it comes to side projects and things like that. But in this episode, I want to talk about focus at work. I actually did a tweet yesterday where I screenshotted my calendar at work uh, and captioned it with I'm an IC which stands for individual contributor Uh, basically someone who's not a manager or not in leadership and I think I had maybe like only eight hours free out of my whole week to actually focus on designing and actually creating uh, the work and the the output and of what, what my responsibility is as a designer. And a lot of people seem to relate. Uh, I got a lot of comments and replies. So I thought it would be interesting to talk about. It's something I've kind of been struggling with in waves. It seems to really depend on my current workload, like how much I've got going on. Sometimes it all seems to kind of just crescendo. And then I just have so many meetings, I don't have enough focus time. So Anyway, with that preamble kind of done, I'm, I'm super interested to talk about that in the episode today. Uh, but first, Charlie, how are things going? How are you? How's Spain? Uh, any update from you on your side about how things are going?
0: Well, things in Spain are sort of in the quote unquote new normal now. You know, we have to wear masks everywhere. But, um, you know, we're allowed out of our houses, so that's <laughs> nice. All, the shops are open. <laughs> the hairdressers are open. I went and got my nails done the other day, you know, that sort of thing. Just you're doing it all, wearing a mask, Um, which, yeah, is still hard to get used to. Just it doesn't feel right. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and as for me, I feel like, I don't know, I felt a bit weird in our intro saying motivated creatives because I don't feel like I'm a very motivated creator Mm -hmm. (laughs) at the moment. Mm -hmm. Just, yeah, struggling with the sameness and the repetition of, of life at the moment with You know, Mark and I are still keeping very socially distanced. Even the restaurants are open. We're not going out to eat at them just because don't really trust things yet, you know, and why risk it? Just all the reports you see about people who've got COVID, it just feels like the chance of catching it is not worth a meal out, you know? So yeah, yeah, that's that's the approach we're taking, but it is making every week very, very samey. And it's really kind of getting to me at the moment and I'm losing motivation a little.
1: So yeah yep I'm sorry I don't have a positive ending to that but that's where I'm at (laughs) that's what we are on the show we are real and honest the goods and the bads Uh, I feel very similar every day feels the same I forget what day of the week it is it's like the weeks are just very repetitive I've tried to combat that by booking these like camping trips I think I have a camping trip booked every second weekend up until September nice so that's kind of helping like break it up and give me something to look forward to because I found the last like four or five months however long it's been you know it's just been like nothing to look forward to really and very repetitive very same same so yeah this has helped me a little bit but still in those like two weeks when I'm like at work between those trips it's very like wake up, do exactly the same thing. I'm like on autopilot. I'm struggling a bit with like boundaries and switching off at the end of the day. That can be very, very difficult. Even though like I have a separate office room in my house and a workstation, it's not like my desk is next to my bed or or that I'm sitting at my kitchen counter, which I know a lot of people are, and I can empathize. That must be really, really hard. Yeah. Even with this like separation that I have physically in my house, I still struggle with switching off. Uh, So yeah, it's, it's hard. I hear you. Hopefully it gets easier or it's not for too much longer, but I don't know. I think for me, it was interesting hearing you say that
0: your, you know, ability to have focused time at work comes in waves. For me, this mundaneness comes in waves too. Like some weeks, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so inspired for my side hustles. I'm like, got all these things going on, doing all the stuff, exercising all the time, and you know, in a really good, healthy routine. And then, you know, in a wave, it comes crashing down, and I'm like, oh, I'm not going anywhere or doing anything. What am I doing with my life? <laughs> And I feel like I just cycled between the two. And so we've just hit this week
1: in in the low point. Yeah, in yeah. a slump. Yeah, I, I got a few like tips from people to kind of like set routines. Someone talked about, I love this concept. They They talked about creating a love sandwich where you do something before and after work that you love. So that like you have something exciting in the morning that you kind of do to get you ready for the day or whatever, or like have that ritual or routine. Then you have work and then you have something at the end of the day that you also kind of look forward to. And maybe that's a walk around the block or I don't know, cooking, whatever that might be for you. And I thought that was a really interesting concept and like a cute cute word, but similar to you, like I find I've tried that and it might stick for a week or two and then I just like lose all motivation uh, and go back to this kind of like slump period. So I I just can't figure out how to make it stick. And
0: also like the very idea of building a routine, even if if it is around something you like and you, you know that you love doing, is that for me then it becomes like standard <laughs> and it's not exciting anymore and it doesn't bring me the joy because it's just doing that same thing, even if it's the thing I love every single day. So, yeah. Basically I'm just moaning by this point, but that's where I'm at.
1: You're allowed to moan. Thank you. Thank you. This is a safe place. <laughs> well, like this I feel like this is kind of related to our topic. I guess I've been really struggling with having Too many meetings. And I feel like this has increased since the pandemic. We weren't a remote, really friendly company before this, right? Everything happened in the office. And so I think there was a lot of like overcompensating. So creating like a lot of hangout meetings. We had like chat and choose every day at lunchtime, happy hours, uh, social game time. Like there's probably almost one every day (laughs) at this point. And I've started to decline them all because, you know, I just sometimes I prefer to be alone (laughs) to be honest Uh, and in addition to those kind of like overcompensated social hangouts I just find there's also been an increase in like design syncs and like little pod meetings and like let's like get together like half an hour here half an hour there and we can like chat and, and catch up and I think people are trying to make up for the lack of like over the shoulder like desk conversations that that we were very used to having, and I guess now I realize we relied on a lot apparently. Uh, and so I just have so many meetings, so little time to actually do design. And I know that there is a few different ways I could handle this, but I haven't found any to be successful. So I guess I'm in a little bit of a trying to figure out what I should do situation.
0: Yeah. It sounds like for sure there's a lot of overcompensating happening at the moment. And I think that's natural for companies when they first sort of move to remote, you know, to think that every time we talked in person now needs to be a meeting in our calendar that we set up because that was the thing that used to happen. So now we're going to make it happen in this new space. I think the remote work is really only successful when a company adopts more of an asynchronous style of communicating, where not every... Project kickoff has to be a meeting in person. Sometimes it can be for us; it can work. It anyway a post in Basecamp with a to-do list and like a, a message that started for people to leave their thoughts in a thread when they read it and when suits them. Um, that's what. Yeah, I think that's a problem that a lot of a lot of companies make. And I think that because I look at my calendar and I have meetings like every day. There's at least one meeting, but you know, the max I would have in a day is probably like three hours of meetings. And I know that you have a lot more than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, I think that comes from the company, you know, I think yeah. this is hard for you, going to be hard for you to control on an individual level, apart from things like you said, declining the social hangout time type meetings. But it really is about how the company itself operates with meetings. And at ConvertKit, our especially approach to re- recurring meetings, because I think these are what often clog up our schedules, right? It's like a meeting you have all the time and so you just keep having it because you've always got that meeting right. and it's in the calendar and you turn up, even if there's nothing in particular to discuss. And at ConvertKit, we try to make sure we know what we're going to talk about beforehand and then cancel that meeting if there is nothing to talk about Um We do that sometimes with our all team meetings. Like sometimes the directors will be like, we haven't prepared a topic today. And so this week, the whole company is not getting on a call together because that's a waste of our time. Exactly. You know, collectively. Uh, And I try and take that approach with any, I have a couple of recurring meetings with, like I have one with my manager, of course, but I feel like I've always got something to say there. So that's always useful. Mm -hmm. Um, But some other colleagues, you know, that we work on various projects together. If we're in a time where there's not a lot happening, that we need to be talking about right now, I'll reach out and say, "Hey, I don't have anything for this week. Do you? Like specifically have something to talk about? If not, we'll, we'll, let's cancel the meeting. Yeah, and uh, get that half hour back. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. I feel like there's. I I was really glad to hear you say that it comes from the company because yeah. a lot of the like advice I've been given is like. I need to set focus blocks, I need to set better expectations, I need to set boundaries, or like someone recommended I use clockwise, uh, which doesn't necessarily stop requests. It just tries to organize your day in a better way. And all of these like suggestions are around like me. And there's only so much of that I can do if like the culture of like how we do meetings is not defined or not respected. Like I could try and put these focus blocks in, but like if no one else uses focus blocks, It's not going to be respected and like people are just going to book over it anyway. So I feel like there's a bit of meeting halfway that needs to be done of like, cool, this is how like I want to manage my time and this is the boundaries I have. But also like, hey, let's create like a culture for this. Like, do we need Mm. to have an in-person meeting every time there's a new project kickoff? Maybe not like, okay, well, then how could we do that asynchronously? And we don't have a process for that. So I think we lack a bit of processes for these kinds of things. And like, that's why everything defaults to ending up being a meeting.
0: Yeah, for sure. Like meeting is the easiest way and it feels productive, right? To say, okay, totally. we've got to do an update on this thing. Let's all get together and I can tell you all at once. And then I can make sure you've all heard it and like, you know, know the update because you're all there in the room. I think there's sometimes a lack of trust that if you publish an update in an asynchronous platform that people aren't going to read it or whatever. and so that has to be a culture as well, that everyone is going to read the updates and it's on you to make sure that you stay updated on the projects you need to stay updated on and that the updates aren't going to come to you in the form of someone's going to stand at the front of a meeting room and and say them out loud. You've got to spend some time reading it. But um, I do think it's more efficient that way, for sure. How much of your meetings, I'm curious, do you think you can control? Like there's probably big team ones that, you know, is gonna, like you said, have to be more of a cultural shift. How often are people booking meetings sort of like one-on-one with you, do you think?
1: I would say probably 30% of the time. Okay, okay.
0: Yeah. So that feels like it's 30% that you absolutely can control. Yes. You know, it's just you and one other person. How many of those are recurring?
1: Almost all of them.
0: Okay, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) I would say this is the place to start is to say to talk to the other person because they're probably feeling the same way as you, you know, Mm. that their calendar is full of meeting and that they don't have enough time to actually get the work done and say, hey, do we really think we need this half hour block for this? Could we could I instead just send you an email? Because I know that Uber is more about that than um, a base camp type of project, you know? then you've got it written down. It's there for you to reference later. Like that's actually really helpful. It's more helpful than giving an update in a meeting, in my opinion. Yeah. But just start start with those ones for sure. And then you get 30% of that time back. Wouldn't that be great?
1: Yep. That sounds amazing. Something else I've noticed, and this is a little bit presumptuous, but curious if you've experienced this in your career, because you've been doing this a bit longer than I have, is that as I get more tenure, as I get more senior, I get invited to more things, not necessarily like my project, but like I, I suddenly start to get considered like a stakeholder in a different project. And so people, I, I guess like value my opinion or or want my perspective on something. And that's cool. I'm wondering like how I balance and manage that. Like as I become more senior, more tenured and like, my opinion, I guess, is becoming more respected. How to balance like being in that role versus also having time for my own projects is something that I've started noticing lately. I don't know if you've noticed this for you, but I'm I'm trying to figure out how to balance that.
0: Yeah. So this is a situation, right, where you probably find yourself in a meeting for a project that isn't your project, but it's just because someone feels like you should know what's happening with it and right. you know maybe they'd like your feedback and so you need the context and you probably end up sitting there most of the time not saying anything, right? Yeah. Because it, you know it's just not that necessary. It's not my project. Yeah. This is one of the ones that I think is hard for you to just opt out of because if there's not a culture in the company of... Writing things down, of documenting, of making it available for anyone at any time to just like dip in and yeah. get a quick overview of the project, see where it's at, see how it's going on. You will feel like you have to be in those meetings in order to stay updated, because often that's the only way exactly <laughs> to stay updated and to know what's going on. Stuff isn't documented well enough for you to do it asynchronously, um, and that really sucks. And I feel like that's probably one of the biggest. Um, how should I word this, biggest reasons or like, yeah, a good reason you could bring up to your company as a way to change the meeting structure. Because if you think about how many other people in that meeting who are there to be a stakeholder and like, you know, give feedback or there to just make sure they're, they're updated and have context, there's probably a lot of them in the room. You're probably not the only one in that situation. How much is all that person's, those people's time worth? Collectively, you know? yeah. Collectively, Meetings are freaking expensive for companies. Totally. When you figure it out that way. And that's why it can work Like, especially our all team company meetings, like 60 people's salary for an hour. That's an expensive meeting. And if we don't have something to talk about, you better be damn sure we're going to cancel it because then people can have that hour back and put it towards, you know, providing value for the company. Yeah. Which is a mu- much better use of that time. And also that money by extension.
1: Yeah yes totally yeah I I'm trying to I I think you're right like without there being a sort of like asynchronous documentation process like where I could sort of go and asynchronously check how that meeting went like we don't have that um without that it's really like if you're not there too bad like you miss it and I also feel like there's like this culture of like I don't know I, I hear that this is quite common at these other big tech companies as well where like you kind of have to show up uh, and be seen to to sort of like be considered to care in a way and so that's just something that's you know often on my mind as well, especially in these big companies it can get you know a little competitive when you get to like performance reviews and promotions and things like that like if you're if you're not as top of mind as someone else, then you know that might affect career growth in a way. So that's just something that I try to balance too of like, okay, well I need to be showing up so that like people know that I care and I'm showing that I'm interested in like giving value. But how do I do that without letting my own work slip? Um, yeah, I think it's just something that I, I got to keep trying to work through.
0: I think it could be really great for you to sort of lead the way with your own projects because you might have done this too, right? Do you think that you've had project update meetings where you've invited, you know, all the people who have been said to oh, definitely. You know, need to know definitely yeah, what's going on with this? Yeah. How about instead you just have the meeting with your core project group yeah. or, you know, maybe maybe to start with and then eventually you can work towards having asynchronous updates there. but document everything afterwards yeah. and circulate it with the people who, you know, you think need to know what's going on and say, hey, I thought that it'd be a better use of your time if you could just read this update instead of sitting through the meeting. Here's the notes. Um, this is where we're at with it. And you could be the one to start that process. Yeah. It could help to change the culture, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's got to start somewhere. And I'm sure that people will see see the benefit of it I think the only people who wouldn't see the benefit of it, honestly, are people who like meetings because <laughs> they they feel like busy work Yeah, and you can feel like you're doing something without actually having to do anything. So it's like a real easy way to spend your day, right? Yeah. So I think those would be the only people who would miss uh, all those meetings. Yeah. I will say that I'm not a fan of sort of like the the base camp style of thing where it's like, you should never need to have a meeting. (laughs) (laughs) Is that their like motto? Well, you know what? I don't know. I put that in those words in their mouth. That's sort of like the impression I get from the way they build their software and everything like that. They're like, Everything should be asynchronous. I see. I think there's a lot of value, especially now when it's COVID times and social connection is at an all time minimum for me. Sometimes meetings can completely change my day and, and change my mood because I get to talk to people who, you know, are passionate, talented people and are excited about what they're doing. I definitely had this experience yesterday. I spent the day in a slump and then my afternoon meetings came and I was like, oh, I feel great now because I talked to some people. You know, and so meetings aren't all bad and I'm not definitely advocating for getting rid of all meetings no matter what. Mm-hmm. But I just think they they have a time and place and um, their time and place is not all of the
1: time. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. So I guess it's for you, like what does your, you only have max three meetings a day, you said, or three, hour, three hours. Let me open up my calendar right now. I'm just trying to understand your day. Like, do you have full like blocks of focus time or do you just find that naturally you don't have to pre-plan that period, that time? Like I find that like on Mondays, I have to look at my whole week coming up and like plan when I'm going to like actually design. Because if I don't pre-plan it, it's not gonna happen. I'm just wondering like how like prepared in advance you have to be versus you can sort of spontaneously like have these focus blocks. Okay, so-
0: On Mondays, I have 15 minutes worth of meetings. 15 minutes? (laughs) It's just a quick stand up with Corey and our little site squad meeting to like kick off the week. Amazing. Um, And we just in general try and have Mondays to be more meeting free at ConvertKit so that everyone has that start of the week, you know, fresh. That's nice. Tuesdays, I have an hour long marketing meeting. And then every other week I have a half hour meeting also with my manager, which is like my one on one for the week. Mm hmm. Wednesdays I have an hour worth of like strategy, standup type stuff in the afternoon. Thursdays I have three hours of meetings, most weeks, sometimes some weeks it's only two, but that's like when our team, big team meetings happen. And then on Friday I have an hour long meeting with Corey. That's our like site planning sort of meeting. And then every other week, a half hour, one-on-one with another teammate. Those are my like recurring regular stuff. And then obviously of course, there'll be random project meetings or like, oh, I need to talk to this one person about this one thing. And it's gonna be faster if we get on a call and do it. Like the other day, I got on a call and hashed out some data issues with our our data analytics person. But yeah, overall, my days are mostly focused time, especially the mornings because of my time zone, right? I'm in Europe and my team is in the US. And so just by nature of time zones, I have my mornings free pretty much every single day.
1: Yeah. I think also with a company like Uber, there's like team meetings for like everything.
0: Right. There's like your team and then your wider team and then the wider, wider team. Exactly.
1: <laughs> like you joke, but it's true. Like this week we have like a Canada all hands team meetings for like all the employees in Canada. And then we also have one for Toronto. And then we also have one for Eats Design. And then we also have one for Eats in general. Like it's just continues. What sort of stuff happens in those meetings? Like what? What what gets talked about? Well, it depends on the context. Like in our design meetings, like each Design, we talk about like sharing work or like our process and coming up with ideas for like how we want to work like as a design team. That sounds pretty useful. Spotlighting other like colleagues, like, you know, praising people for work that they've done, things like that. I guess the more like general, like wider team meetings are sometimes like very strategy focused or it might be like a business update things like that Um, or like for our Toronto one it's like updates about the site and like events coming up you know things like that and the thing is like this is the crutch really is that if you miss the meeting it's too bad. There's no like summary. Does it get recorded or something? It gets recorded. So that's okay. that's, that's your only opportunity, which you may as well then attend the meeting because it takes the same amount of time.
0: Right. See, I don't believe personally that a meeting should ever be about updates. Updates can always be written down and like usually they'll be better off written down because it's really easy to tune out in a meeting, you know, miss something someone said, you know, and then you're like, whoops. That part might have pertained to me, but the past 10 minutes didn't, so I sort of tuned out a bit. If you can see a written list of updates, you can quickly skim it, skim past the things that don't really pertain to you, make sure you've taken in the ones that are important for you to know about. Um, You can ask questions in the doc or the thread or wherever it's posted if, you know, you want clarification on something, which might be harder to do in a, you know, giant team meeting with hundreds, thousands maybe of people there. Yeah. I just... meetings should never be for updates I think that's the main problem and like where meetings have gotten out of hand is because there is a lot of stuff to stay updated on but you don't always have to do it in a meeting
1: (laughs) yep I agree I agree and you know maybe like at a place like Uber it might be hard to change that culture but I feel like it would be helpful if they considered like summarizing it in a in an email afterwards so that if you missed it you can like get the TLDR in a two-minute email and not have to rewatch one hour worth of content
0: yeah and just it's wild to me that a company that big and like you know isn't profitable yet right true isn't thinking about the cost of all these people's time (laughs) and salaries to be there we um we used to do sort of more update focused meetings at convertkit so i so i sort of have like team then wider team what wider whatever like me and Corey, we're a little team of two about the marketing site. Then we have the marketing team. Then we have the whole company, you know, so we've got these levels as well. Sure. But for me and Corey, it's more about project planning and, you know, checking in and about how, like, how we're going, bouncing ideas off each other for ways to tackle things, you know, that sort of stuff, syncing up. Marketing team, usually it's about a particular project or someone's pitching an idea or maybe we're brainstorming together. And then all team, there's like 10 minutes of updates at the start where it's like the most important thing from each team gets said out loud and we celebrate, you know, team members, that sort of thing. But the main bulk of the meeting is actually a conversation where there's a particular topic that's important to the business and uh, everyone can chime in and share their thoughts on it, you know, and it's, yeah, more of a discussion than than an update. And I think that that's more of what a meeting should be, right? It's like a meeting. It's a discussion, yeah. Yeah, it's people getting together, people meeting, meeting of the minds, like over something. Like an update meeting is basically like a, a live stream at this right. point, essentially, right? Where it's like, most people are sitting there silently, maybe even typing or doing something else on the side. And there's one person talking and giving an update and that just is not useful.
1: Yeah. Yep, this has given me a lot to think about. Like, honestly, I don't think I'm going to be able to influence this at like the higher level of the company, but within my own team, maybe. Uh, So yeah, this has given me some things to think about how I might like propose some ideas or like suggest that we at least have a conversation about this topic as a team to see, you know, if people are feeling similar or how people are feeling about our meeting cultures. Probably a good place to start.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because I I don't know if you know yet how long your office is going to be. Or is the office back open and you're just choosing to stay at home? Give me the update there quickly.
1: No, it's it's
0: closed. Okay, yeah. We don't know how long it's gonna be closed for, right? Right. And so you gotta make this remote work thing work really well for you in the meantime and uh, be able to get the work done. And this is just one of those things that it's this huge benefit of being remote. And I think if you could work to get it sorted out now, even yeah. if it is just like like we talked about, a third of your meetings, you know, the ones that you have one-on-ones or if you can influence it somewhat on the team level and just get it get that meeting time in your calendar down a little bit, it might continue on once you are back in the office. You know, once people see that, oh, it's so valuable just to be able to read this update instead of having to sit there for an hour. I've got my time back. I can focus more. It's, it's going to benefit everybody, not just you. And I think people will see that but that meeting culture is so like thought of as part of business. And it's like, it's second nature to people to think, oh, I need to update this group of people. I shall put some time in their calendar. That's the first thing people think of. And it is hard to break through that. Um, And I know that you're gonna benefit everyone uh, through like little attempts to make that happen.
1: Yeah. Okay, this has given me a lot to think about. And it's been also a little bit therapeutic to speak or like talk through it, so- Good, good. Thanks for being my ears on this topic, Charlie. I've, I've definitely learned a lot and I've got some things to to think about and how I could change this. So thank you. Yeah, no worries. So if you want to listen to more episodes, you can go to designlife.fm and you can find all of our past episodes there. We're getting close to 200, which is oh my gosh, scary, but exciting. But yes, you can listen there or you can find us on your favorite podcasting app. Please do go and look for us there. It's been really
0: awesome to see lots of people. I think lately, during the you know during the pandemic, people have been listening to podcasts on walks and things like that on their little commutes that they're giving themselves to break up the start of the day. And it's been awesome getting messages from people about episodes they're discovering or like you know just hearing the show for the first time, even though we've been going for years. And so it's really exciting. So hello to any new listeners out there, and thank you to all the listeners who've been
1: sticking with us for a long time as well yeah well i'll catch you in next week's episode sounds good fam see you then Bye. bye